Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. All right, so in this message, we talk about the three rings of marriage, which are engagement ring, wedding ring, and suffering, the dreaded suffering. And what I really learned through having this conversation with Paul here is most of the instances that land me in that suffering is breakdowns in communication in my marriage. Yeah, I think what stood out to me is that we have to listen holistically to what our wife is saying with the intent of gathering all the information and not just getting a summary of what that is so that we can hear what she's saying and react accordingly, whether it be back in conversation or doing what she needs done just to give her peace of mind. Um, and if we do that, a lot of the suffering in marriage can be avoided. The three rings of marriage, man, I told you a little bit about the story, but just for the listeners, man, this started as a joke and I don't know how many people have heard about this joke before, but it came from some customers of mine and they told me the joke when I told them I was getting very serious about proposing to my now wife. Mm-hmm. And they said to me, Brian, you know about the three rings of marriage, don't you? I said, nah, what, why, why, what's up? They're like, well, you're about to buy the engagement ring. That's ring one, right? And they're like, well, you, you know about the wedding ring. They're like, but you, do you know about the suffering? And we, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we cracked up in the moment, but... It got me thinking that I think a lot of guys live in that world and it would be beneficial for us to bring that topic to light and uh, you know, more or less just see how we can avoid that third ring of marriage. Right. That's that suffering piece. So as we go before we start, so what in this situation do you mean and what constitutes suffering so not living your best life i guess to make it a broad statement um and like if i'm thinking of a specific example to me it would be like not being able to communicate because that causes so many different things so many different problems and then if you're sitting in that, then you're, you're sitting in that third ring, suffer ring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, communication is one of the biggest pieces in marriage, obviously. So if that is not on point or if it's not even, even if it's just functional, it's not the best life, as you said, living your best life. So that would definitely contribute to suffering. I think I know a lot of times we just go to the extreme of whatever when you think that, but it's the little things that kind of chip away. And then all of a sudden it's not what you thought it was anymore. (laughs) So so now you're just like, or it is a big event, but it's something that you said or did because your communication isn't as it should. And now all of a sudden you're in the proverbial doghouse air quotes. Uh, but, um, 
so yeah, I think that's where my mind went first through like just the the quintessential like man getting kicked out of the bed onto the onto the couch, right? The couch, the, the uncomfortable couch and the the covers that are too small for him. <laughs> <laughs> all over the place, shifting back and forth. That's what I thought, like Nothing. suffering. That's the first thing I thought. But it's usually poor communication. Yeah, not the drug blanket. <laughs> Wait, say that again. I said not the thro- the threat or uh dreaded throw blanket. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dreaded uh, throw blanket. That's hilarious. The, so the other thing I'm thinking about is not preparing for your marriage could land you ooh, yeah. in the suffering. Yeah, for sure. Not nope. <sighs> yeah. If you're only going by your idea of what marriage should be, then there is going to be suffering. Um, unless you two are at the healthiest ever in life. <laughs> True. Now, <laughs> but obviously, you know that you're going to grow. So, yeah. Now, what if it goes back to a simple idea of not even really considering what marriage should be and still hopping into a marriage? Well, Yes, that will also contribute to suffering, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but that one is, yeah, that's a tough one because you don't know what you don't know. But still, once you're in there, you're like, oh, I have no idea <laughs> or I had no idea. Right. But it's now coming together. Yeah. So be prepared or try to get prepared. Uh, premarital counseling. Right. Mm-hmm. Have some uh, some people in your circle that can speak into your marriage, right? Um, how else do we avoid the suffering? And this is being vulnerable with your spouse mm-hmm. and take taking time to actually listen, not with an objective or an agenda, but just like hear what she's saying and then be open enough to respond back how you feel not trying to give the response that you think she wants to hear or that will end the conversation quickly. Yeah. That's, that's something I need to be better at. It's something I'm working on, but I catch myself often not necessarily hearing my wife. Right. Yeah. And I think for me, it starts when, you know, she's trying to communicate something to me. And I think I might even do this with my children sometimes. They'll start talking, and I kind of think I have the gist of what they are saying. Mm -hmm. And I just fill in the rest of it myself. And I'm like, got it, while they're still talking. (laughs) Oh, man. So I just realized, I think I just recently started doing this. Um, And I think it might just be scatterbrained. I was contributing it to just getting older, but my wife was like, she would ask me specific things or like just give me like direction for something that needs to be done. And I would just be like, Oh, got it. And then I'd go upstairs and I wouldn't find whatever. And I'm like, well, where did you say it was again? Cause I thought she would say like the gist of the area, but then she would, I would leave out the specific mm. part that, would actually allow me to find whatever was needed. And uh, I definitely have to be more intentional about holistically listing because normally like, all right, let me just get to it. And then I'm like, all right, yeah, she said upstairs on the dresser. And then it's like, okay, 
which dresser <laughs> and is it in a drawer and which drawer? <laughs> so those are, those are important things. Like right. I'm going to, with, where is it? So um, I definitely have to get better at that. Now that you're saying it, that is, I just think I have the gist and that's, oh, that's fine. I got the gist of it. Close enough. <sighs> I, I got it. I, Man, I got right. It it's not, it's not good. Yeah. And it's not close enough. Is not good. Right. <laughs> we are not playing horseshoes. And then think about also how tight you would be if she did give you all the instructions she knew to give you, but it wasn't all that you needed. Right. So then like you go to look for something and you're like, it's not exactly where she said it was. Now I'm on a wild goose chase looking for something. You know what I mean? Right. But on the back end, like a lot of times you're just doing it to yourself because you didn't stay for the whole. You are explaining my life right now. Oh, sorry, babe. Yeah. That's a... <laughs> sorry. I'll be better. I'll be better. Yeah. And now that I'm realizing that, I miss out on a lot of conversation. Right? My my wife tells me things. It's like, oh, hey, I have this hair appointment, and then I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, man. And then she's like, I told you that last week. I'm like, I think you did. Right. I remember the gist of this because I took the gist of the conversation. Yeah. So. You know, she's like, I got, I got this and that to do on this day. And like, I'm back into watching TV or I'm looking at my phone or thinking about something from work or whatever. And then the list goes on of like, hey, I need you to also do this for our children. Right. So I'm able to do this. Oh, it's going to happen at this time. Oh, by the way, my mom's going to stop by with this at this time. All of these things are going to happen while I'm not here. So I need you to know this information. Right. And then it's she's, pertinent. She's getting her hair done. I'm like, hey, babe. <laughs> right. Right. I'm sorry to call you, but um, what'd you say about this? Like, oh, yeah. I know that she's like, I can't do one thing. Yeah. Right. Just using this example. Right. The right. So you have these stress of life right on your wife and she is in a happy place whatever that is hair hair nails something that you want her to do so that she de-stresses right and then we as husbands are like uh texting calling like what would you say where is this was and i feel like that's the the crux of what happens for most of us husbands because i know that happens to many like i've heard that story from many wives like, I'm just trying to do this and I can't even, or I don't even feel like I can leave because then I'm just going to be bothered. So I might as well just stay here because it's not going to get done and blah, blah, blah. And it's because we are literally, we're checking out of the conversation, yeah. you know, and oh, even on a granular, uh, a smaller level, right? She tells you, I'm going to get my hair done. I'm switching it up. Um, you know, I'm going to change color or change length or whatever. And I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. So I'm going to ask you when I get home. I really value your opinion on this, right? But you checked out and I'm getting my hair done. Mm -hmm. So she comes home, says nothing, and is waiting for you. Like she specifically told you I'm being vulnerable. I don't know how it's going to look. Don't know how I'm going to feel about it. I really need your opinion because hair grows back. and It'll be fine. Hair grows back. We'll change it up next time. But you literally say nothing. But she gave you, just like you said before, exactly what she needed yeah. and what she was expecting. 
but we as husband didn't hear it because we have moved on to because we got the gist we got the summary right right Cliff notes. and then so and then so now she comes home you say nothing night goes on nothing she she comes back the next day like you didn't even say anything about my hair it's like yeah you told me you're getting a cut blah 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 you give her exactly what you thought you heard and then so now she's like that that whole night she's like does he like it does he not like it he's scared to say it does he not want to say it do i look ugly oh, does this make my face look fat oh my goodness i can't take it what's happening right so all this so the next thing you you do something small and now there's a blow up mm-hmm. all because we as husband didn't listen and take the time to give her exactly what she told us she needed and now we're suffering <laughs> that's too real <laughs> Like it, it is, it is. It's just, but it, it's so real. Yeah, and we we can be better. It's it's the small things in marriage that allows us to flourish. And if we are intentional with our wives, we can get past a lot of those small things. So obviously, we're not always going to listen to everything. Mm-hmm. But if that sounds like a lot of your your experiences, I need to get better. I'll just say that. Not we. I need to get better at that. Yeah. So you got me thinking to kind of put this into like some sort of either flow chart or like if I just imagine with me, if I put, we'll call it listen through right in the middle of my, mm-hmm. in my notes here and I put a circle around it because like I'm explaining this because I'm forgetting what this chart is called, right? And I branch off of this, you know, a line in another circle and think of the last argument we had and kind of try to trace it back to what the root cause of it was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How many times am I going to work my way back to not listening through a conversation that my wife was trying to have with me? Man, probably... 80%. (laughs) Eighty <laughs> percent, right? And that's being generous to the to, to me being a man, but yes, that's probably more than that. Yeah, and that's me thinking I'm in a successful marriage right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. Right. Oh man, that's so real. And, and that goes to say, you know, little improvements can go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Get that that eighty to forty. And feel how that feels yeah. and then get it down to 20 because that's probably the lowest it would ever be for me maybe <laughs> someone's amazing and they're going to listen all the time but i'm i'm giving you what my what my lowest would probably be yeah i mean i mean i'm sure there's men out there who've had this revelation already yeah. uh, whether <laughs> yes. it was uh <laughs> self-delivered or right. forcefully delivered. You know, right um wow yeah. I'm saying, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. And you have here, communication affects everything in the notes for the show, man. Oh, that's, it really does. Is there, what else were you thinking when you were talking about communication affects everything? Well, I mean, per example, right? So if you don't 
like the just the time before she brings it back around to what has happened. There is unknown angst, right, in the room, and you may not know what's going on. But also just I'm thinking about understanding how we feel when we're not understood too. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, that part is like, I'm imagining how she's going to feel not being understood, but now imagine what we do, especially when we actually take the time to be vulnerable for those of us that aren't comfortable with that yet, or, you know, often. So we're, op- we open up, we're vulnerable. And then, we're, what we're take what we're saying is taken not how we meant it and now there's just this feeling of maybe she doesn't get me she doesn't understand me she doesn't want to understand me um, depending on her reaction back to you um, so it just everything around your marriage is really based on expectations and then how expectations are met Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's really everything in life. Right. Because a lot of times we're not sad about the situation. We're sad that it didn't meet up to our expectations, whatever it is. Um, So if you have no expectations or low expectations, you're generally pleasantly surprised. But I think for especially in our marriage, we do have these expectations of how things should go. And because it's our wife and she is our vulnerable place, when it doesn't happen, we're, we feel some type of way about it. Okay. So that I'm, I'm saying it affects everything if we are expecting in all areas of lives, in our lives, but we don't communicate what those expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you communicate those expectations, you can realize if they're valid or not. Like if you expect something of your wife and she literally physically can't meet that need, um, example, you want, um, say you want to do like a sit down dinner every, every day, right? <laughs> but they're where everyone in the family is sitting down, but you have middle school kids that are involved in extra extracurricular activities. There's physically no way that you guys can, if you have four, three kids and they're all in something there's physically no possible way that you too can be in three different places, first of all. So it's like, you can't expect that to happen. Like, Oh, why didn't you have dinner with, why didn't we all have dinner together? Yeah. Because, you know, Johnny had band, you know, someone else had practice and it's just like, it's not physically able for us to do. So you can't have an unrealistic expectation. And just in communicating that, you can bring it to a reasonable expectation and we can figure out, okay, go through the calendar. These are the days that we're all available. These are the days that we're all going to sit down. Then you move on in life, right? So just a a more concrete example to what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, I'm going back to avoiding the suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Is it, in your mind, fair to reset your expectations, right? So my example, my wife tends to over deliver on my expectations for, let's say, gift giving. 
mm-hmm. right? And we've talked about this before, right? Like I'll mention something on a one-off conversation or whatever. And next thing you know, like I'm getting it for Christmas and I'm like, whoa. Right. Like I said that once, <laughs> which just goes <laughs> to say like how well she listens. Um, right, right, right. But then secondly, once someone delivers like that, is it fair then for me to reset the expectation and then be upset if it doesn't become like the new standard? I know what I want it's, you to say. <laughs> it's it's only fair if you communicate it. There you go. Because if you don't communicate it, now you're holding someone hostage to just their their love and ability to figure something out to because they want you to, but they're not, it's not, I mean, it may not always happen because Katie's awesome, but you know what I mean? If they don't deliver, it's like, remember all the other times that they delivered at that point. Yeah. Right. You have to like holistically look at it. I know it's hard to do that because we're in a tunnel and we may be feeling some type of way because we didn't get what we thought using this example. Um, but it's not fair if you didn't tell her that, or even in the moment, like, man, this is what happened. I, I expected this, this didn't happen. It's not your fault because you're amazing. And then you remember all the other times play those back and just be like, this is what I thought was going to happen, but it didn't. Um, and I still love you and you're great, but (laughs) you know, so I think if you communicate it, then it's fair. And then you can have your wife be like, that's like, that only happened because such and such and such and such a line. So I was able to do this and then you'll understand, Oh, that's great. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And you went exactly where I thought you were going to go. Um, you know, being able to communicate those things, uh, you know, more or less, cause it might have just been, like you said, the stars aligned one time thing and without communicating or even just asking like, Hey, well, actually now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of times what happens is if you receive something along those lines, you might think that now becomes the expectation for you as well. Mm, Yes. Right. So it's, yeah, so you definitely have, do we have to have that conversation, (laughs) right? Because now you're stressed and thinking how using this, right, using this gift giving example, right? Now you have to figure out, okay, now I'm listening to everything. Like now you're not listening to hear what's going on. You're like, okay, is there a little nugget of something that she wants that I can get and get her? And how am I going to get it without her knowing and blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, we put our, this expectation, but then that's not even what she's expecting at all, right? So then you have this conversation and she's like, no, I, man, I don't need any of that, you know? And then you're all, wait. Or she's like, oh no, that, that'd be cool, but this is really all I need. She verbatim tells you exactly what would make her the most happy. And then you're like, oh, I can, I can do that. that that's easy, right? <laughs> yeah. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about trying to like go over the top of, you know, what she expressed to you that she wants or needed. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
in your mind, you are purposely going over the top thinking that, oh, this is going to be so much better than what she asked for. Right. And then she doesn't have an expectation for that, doesn't have any desire for what you're trying to, to deliver. And so with your heightened excitement for what you're trying to over deliver on, I think maybe there are times when your expectation of a reaction might be increased as well. Right. And then when you don't get that, you're like, well, like I tried so hard and like, you just, you know what I mean? <laughs> she didn't even care. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's the last thing you should ever say about your wife. She didn't even care. Who says that about their wife? Or who thinks that? I, I did Guilty. Guilty, but that's just dumb. I'm just telling you it's dumb. <laughs> I'm not raising my hand. So. <laughs> not going to do it. Oh, man. Zoom raised it for you. Ooh. <laughs> just kidding. That's whack. Um, but yeah, man, just wow. It went a little bit different than I thought, but I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, anything else that we want to touch on real quick? Because I know we're short on time. Yeah, no, just remembering to make your expectations clear and communicate and listen. That's basically it. Listen with intent to hear what she's saying, not just to get the gist. I think that'll help us out. I like it. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.